0: Hey there, folks, world walkers and ever folk alike, welcome to World Talkers, an Evermore fan cast. Are you ready for a fantastical journey beyond the portal of Evermore? Fortune tellers and barkeeps, beware, for here there be dragons. Hello there, and welcome back to World Talkers. It is nice to be here, back in the flesh, back from the dungeon, and to be able to sit down and talk with all of you Ever Talkers out there. We appreciate you for listening. As a small note, I do have to mention that in order for me to escape that dungeon that I have been in, I had to leave Chandler behind. So unfortunately, he will not be with us here today until we can get back there and rescue him, because it's important that we get to this and make sure that the, the podcast comes out on time. Uh, but without Chandler, I'm very sorry that he is not here, but I am excited to have my other hosts here with me.
1: It's it's a it's a soul for a soul.
2: Hey, it's your boy Wyatt. How you been? And hi, I'm Daniel. I definitely wasn't the one that proposed. Like Chandler, like I wasn't the one that was like, "Hey, Chandler's the guy that's actually that we're gonna like sacrifice for Skylar." That was not me. I wasn't the one that made the deal. I have not made a bargain with El
0: Diablo. <laughs> I also just think I forgot to say my name. Hi, I'm Skylar. <laughs> <laughs> I've been rescued from the dungeon, and I'm here to host our episode today. We're happy to have you back. Thank Indeed. you. I appreciate being back. It was, it was sad to have missed out on, on the past two episodes. I really, really enjoyed listening to those, but you guys did a wonderful job. Oh, thank you. Thanks, boy. Yeah. So what's our episode today, Skylar? So our episode today, Wyatt, is getting into the Lore 2019 story. We went to Lore back in 2018, the very first season of Evermore that has ever happened, and now we have come full circle. We have gone a year through Evermore, and the stories and the experiences have changed pretty dramatically, and also in a lot of fun and different ways. And so we want to discuss the story and how it, it differs from before.
2: And might I recommend for today's episode, dimming the lights, cuddling up under a warm blanket, and getting a nice drink of Apple
1: Spider!
2: (laughs) It's, 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 it's it's, it's, it might be a little spooky episode, maybe, who knows? Uh, So before, before you get into the nitty gritty of this episode... One, want to say, hey, we love you. And two, that the, that the stories that we're going to be sharing here, uh, like in this whole episode, are as complete a story as we think was necessary to kind of expound upon what the lore season was all about. We weren't able to really get into everything with every single character and cover every single character's personal journeys through lore, because uh, that would have taken us, honestly, multiple episodes And if you've listened to any of our episodes, you know that we like to talk about every little thing that happens. And so maybe one day we'll have a 24-hour live stream of talking about characters. But today is not that day. Uh, You're going to get a uh, condensed version of the story of lore, but also one that tries to go uh, into depth on points that are important for you and for us that will really give you an idea of what lore was all about.
1: Yeah, and I think what we're going to be doing is just going through the story in its entirety. We're sorry if we leave you behind at any point, but there was a ton of story.
0: And and I think it's important to note right off the bat, too, the story was not the same. It did not repeat. As Evermore is a living experience park, the story continues onward, and it changes from season to season, even the ones that um, come to repeat. Yeah. And and it's more of that thematic thing. But I guess without further ado, we can start getting into talking about the story. And as my co-hosts have said, it's going to be a little bit different. And hopefully you enjoy it.
2: And so the lore portal opened. The darkness corrupted Kadarin, the fey king, was back. Now in his new position in the ruins, Kadarin and the twisted, corrupted fey king fight for control of his body. And under the newly established town council of guilds, the citizens of Evermore put up barriers around the town, both magical and physical.
0: Kyra still didn't have access to her memories or her magic. Enlisting the help of a new witch in town, Wisteria, a wood witch who has always lived in the woods near Evermore and trained under Mother Nature
1: herself, suggested that Kyra's head and heart weren't connected. The strength of the barriers around the town were soon being tested, and those watching on the wall were being attacked by dark bloods. Parts of the barrier were being weakened, infected fey creatures were spotted in town, such as the bush fey.
2: And a new resident took a place in the mausoleum, a giant spider named Lissette. Coming through a portal and shortly after, its master also came through. This new person in town proclaimed herself to be the Princess of Spiders, Lady Ariadne. She wanted to protect the town by getting the council's permission to take down the weak magical barrier to put up her own, stronger barrier to fully protect the town.
0: The impending doom looms over the town as a giant infected fish was found near the river. Banging was heard on the town's gates as something continued to test the barrier. Rooster, the traveling salesman, lost his business and became homeless. Worldwalkers
1: paid off his debt of 200 gold to Sir Philip and agreed to stay with Orin for a while. Meanwhile, the town continues to live and try to find happiness amidst these dark times suds and fergus nettleton work on a plan to try and find clara who was lost last year through the lore portal ophelia and ben even hosted a fashion show and became even closer than ever before cleo
2: gives rooster a palm reading as she traces his hand she senses tragedy coming for him captain aberford Dufresne and mr cross arrived to town after a long journey traveling through the in-between on their flying vessel, called the Last Shackle. This happens as more infected beings are making their way through the barrier,
0: in the form of freaky nuns, Celtic warriors, and even a headless horseman. After rumors of dragons being infected in the forest, the dragon trainers realized that danger was approaching. They took the dragons and sealed themselves off in Drakenhaven, putting themselves into quarantine so that their dragons, Ildrex and Aiden would not be affected. It is believed that someone in town is working against the rest, opening breaches into the magical barrier of the town to let in the infected. Can anyone be trusted?
1: The dragon trainers didn't seem to think so. Ariadne, however, continues to offer protection from the darkness, but she requires a large sacrifice someone must sacrifice a portion of their magic to allow her to cast a very strong web of dark magic. Meanwhile, Mortimer, a mysterious shepherd, arrives in town. He seems to be a shepherd of lost souls and claims to be looking for his sheep. The faking
2: claims victory. Victory over who he once was, Kadarin. Claiming that there is one single piece of Kadarin left, however, after confrontation with Falder, the Faking says that he is completely taken over, and that the peace of Kaderin certainly is no more. The Faking speaks of serving his master,
0: and tries to corrupt more servants for this
2: unnamed
0: individual. Things grow ever darker as the elven ranger named Nymer is found dead in the forest, presumably attacked by Darkbloods. This is discovered by the elven ranger Hal who found Nymer's body in the forest. As such, the elven rangers hold a memorial service for him, with much weeping, much reminiscing of the great life that this elf lived. And as it appears, the enemy is not only on the outside of the barriers of Evermore, but it appears that there is a killer inside as well. After Ben's proposal to Ophelia, a celebration and bachelor party was planned. After the celebration, Ben was found on the floor he was in fact dead later found to be the result of poison that same night lily dunghill Dervil's sister was found dead as well due to strangulation and funeral possessions were then held for both the next day
1: with all of this going on on the inside those protecting the barrier were very few indeed zodi worked non-stop to patch holes and hold the magical barrier overwhelmed by the amount of magic required Zodi collapsed and with him the barrier fell. The dark bloods waiting outside the magical barrier were able to advance on the wall around the town. Many cadets fell. Zodi then gathered his strength and was able with the help of four worldwalkers able to put up the magical barrier once again, but things would not be the same once it once fell. Mortimer approached the Fae King and demanded to speak to his master.
2: Surprisingly, As we did not expect this to happen, a female voice spoke, almost tenderly, introducing herself as the darkness. She announced that she would destroy everything and that no one would be able to stop her. With the darkness announced when Weaver the Witch arrived in town, claiming that Giordani had sent for her in a vision. Giordani originally told us that he had defied the fates for the third time and would be unmade,
0: apparently this hasn't happened yet amongst others arriving into town there was someone who arrived named Roe a quiet girl who didn't like answering questions and didn't fully understand the strange ways of those around her in the little that she did reveal she said that she came through a portal into Evermore
1: and it is believed that that portal was lore meanwhile the ghosts of both Benjamin and Lily Dunghill appear in Evermore Though only the world walkers and some of the residents in town can see them, Lily cannot speak, while Benjamin moans at the loss of his fiance and his life.
2: Mortimer subsequently confronts Kyra and tells her to stop being a petulant child and to face her responsibilities head on and to accept her true self. He calls upon the spirits to remind Kyra of her true. Identity, with whirring lights and whispering voices. Following this display of power, Mortimer reveals that he is the shepherd that leads souls to the ferryman after death has reaped them from their bodies. He works for the fates, and claims that the fates have been cheated. Both Zodi and the town of Evermore were meant to fall, but with the help of meddling worldwalkers,
0: both defied the fates. At least for the time being the weakened barrier was no match for the advancing servants of the darkness they were able to overrun the burrows and take it over completely no residents were harmed thankfully and the dwarves took up residence in one of the new tents that had been set up and continued to do their
1: best to spread joy and cheer throughout the town of evermore suds mcbride receives a letter from jardani telling him that not only did he send clara into the portal last year but that she had also been pregnant. The letter revealed that 20 years will have passed in the world of Lore, but only one year forevermore. After the shock of receiving such a letter, Suds began to put two and two together. Ro, who had come through the portal of Lore, and this missing daughter were one and the same. Ro was Suds and Clara's daughter. As this drama
2: unfolds, Hal, one of the Elven Rangers began to look into a cure. He needed someone to test it kine the newest blackheart agreed to be that individual signing their name on a contract kine cannot read and may not have known what they were signing this raised many questions about hal's approach of
0: subjugating mankind
2: to unknown substances
0: and considering that there is still a murderer running amok could it be hal no one is quite certain at this time as this horror continues to unfold, the town is overrun by Darkbloods and evil creatures. It appears as if they were looking for Roe, who ran into the tavern, and the residents of Evermore and Worldwalkers alike barricaded themselves inside the tavern. After coming up with a plan to hide Roe from the Darkbloods, the townsfolk and the Worldwalkers burst from the tavern. Roe is protected,
1: yet others were infected. The Darkness seems to be winning this onslaught coming from their invasion of Evermore. The Darkness claims that she will find even more servants, and then it appears that even more citizens of Evermore are becoming infected. Among such are Sir Philip Humphrey, Piper, Sir Aran, Suds, and now Kine.
0: As more and more worldwalkers begin to look into the tragic events that resulted in Benjamin and Lily's death, there comes evidences that come to be put forth and ultimately lead to the revelation of who the murderer is, Maxwell Morgan. The leader of the acting troop is confronted by Ozymandias for these so-called crimes, and he confesses. Indeed, it was he who murdered Benjamin and Lily. And not only that, but others from his past as well. Darkness continues to press inward the three representatives of the fates, Ariadne, Wisteria, and Wisteria's sister, lead in attack, a charge on the town square, pressing inward on the Everfolk and the Worldwalkers alike, pressing them outwards into the portal of our world. After the Worldwalkers return into the portal the following times, we learn of the fate of some of the residents of Evermore, specifically one Maxwell Morgan, in the chaos of this dark blood attack on town square, Maxwell attempted to escape, but Dervil came forward and struck Maxwell down. And thus, perhaps justice is served. Everybody's favorite boy,
2: Seftus, has claimed the head of Lady Grey, or the changeling that went by that name. As we find out that Gudrun is the true heir to the Grey family, whereas this changeling creature was acting under the orders of the one true government by manipulating both Maxwell
0: and Gudrun
2: through mind control.
0: More people begin to appear from beyond the portal. Imelda, now the queen of the fairies, appears through a portal after a thousand years of her time, but only months for us. She came through a backdoor portal that Jardani had opened for her, Wickham also came through this way, and also brought with him the cure from last year. Through their combined magic and medicine, along with a special song from the Worldwalkers, the infected of Evermore are healed of their illness, save for Hal. Hal continues to digress into the infection, and it seems as we have thought that Giardani is meddling in the background." Hal is placed in quarantine and stripped of Ranger status for practicing the dark blood experiments on Kine, infecting them. And Hal's infection becomes even more apparent as he doesn't grow fungus, but he seems to become more feral and his arms blacken.
1: As the moon crawls over the walls of Evermore, The Witching Night is at hand. It is Halloween in Evermore. And the Portal of Lore has been moved, shifted even, from the forest to dead center in the middle of town. It appears as though a ritual of sorts is being made manifest among the magic users to make an effort to seal and close the Portal of Lore once and for all. And on this bewitching night, there is one person who steps through the portal that we would have never known or expected. Jardani himself appears through the portal, and working with all of the guilds of Evermore, and with Wen the Witch, and with Drak, the ancient goblin magic user, come together, and with the chant that is given to Worldwalkers along with the special song, and the combined mind of all the magic users come together to try and seal away lore and close the portal for good, and in a way they are successful. The portal is closed, lore is no more, but at a price." Giordani is lost in what ways we don't know we don't know if he is lost physically mentally or was he even there to begin with was that actually Giordani that was leading the charge to close the seal of lore or was it dimitri
2: or perhaps an agent of the fates it is one of the things that we may never know or perhaps we will find out in the future but one thing is for certain rooster has exchanged his life through Mortimer for Benjamin's. The transition is made final through Zodi and the use of dark magic, which leads us to the final night of lore, 2019. We see the ghost of Rooster back for one last day, as there is
0: one final task
2: he wishes to accomplish.
0: Remnants of the darkness are still hanging about in the form of six twisted vines scattered about the park. The heart of the problem is located in the burrows, but with the help of the world walkers acting as representatives of each of the guilds and a group of eight as well is chosen by the mayor to tackle the vines in the burrows. Each of the dark vines was dealt with simultaneously and the residual darkness apparently was holding us back from something that was very important, something that we didn't expect. Once the
2: darkness had been dealt with once and for all, or at least we hope, Kadarin was pulled from the husk of the Fae King frame. Though dead, many rallied around him. First, the Coven, attempting to bring him back using powerful magics, but their efforts were simply not enough on their own. The bards joined, participating in the ritual through song, lending their power through their voices. But finally it fell upon a world walker to find Zodi, to gather his Zodiac, at which time Zodi led a group of what must have been some hundred people in a chant of intense light magic, the price of which is never known, but is always great. And from death, Kadarin returned, but this time completely and wholly cut free from the tapestry of the fates with much rejoicing Kadarin had an unforgettable reuniting with many of those in Evermore, but none was more profound than the few-word interaction had with Kyra, an old friend. Like a good drama, there was an amazing slap
0: and an even warmer hug to follow. As many begin to contemplate how exactly Kadarin was returned to us if all of the pieces of him were squashed out, we come to learn of the valiant efforts of one world walker in specific, Renée. The return of Kadarin would be incomplete if we did not mention her, and the part that she played in the process. As a weaver, she had made a belt for Kadarin, but unfortunately he had already become the Fake King, and so she gave it to Faldo. She even mentioned that she had fully accepted the idea that it wouldn't work and that Kadarin may have been lost forever, and he would have been, but Faldo wasn't going to give up on the
1: opportunity that Renee presented him. With a piece of Kadarin in his lantern and the tether to reality provided by the belt, Faldo was able to initiate the entire process of his resurrection. For her amazing work, she received personal thanks from Kadarin and from everyone in attendance. About this, Rene said, It made me feel like a hero. When Kadarin
2: called me out of the crowd and gave me a hug, I felt so incredibly special. I was beaming the whole time. I think I followed him around, smiling to myself for probably 20 to 30 minutes afterward. I was just so incredibly overwhelmed that it had been used to help someone. Sometimes as a world walker, I have felt powerless to prevent bad things from happening to characters I care about that moment made me feel powerful and so very happy thank you renee
0: i think we can speak on behalf of all of the world walkers that we appreciate all of your valiant efforts that you put into bringing kaderan back to us the evening events after kaderan's return seemed to go a little slow they wrapped up with a joyful wedding of ben and ophelia officiated by captain Dufrain and with the blessing of the fates as represented by ariadne wisteria and her sister placing cords around the couple's
1: hands to signify their unity for the rest of time. Rooster, in attendance, in spirit, couldn't have looked happier. We think that seeing his best friend in life joined to his beloved was all he wanted for his final day on Earth. And after the wedding was over, Mortimer shepherded Lily and Rooster onwards, their souls to their final resting place.
2: And we, the park-goers, left that night With hope in our hearts, for those we love, for those we will yet meet, and above all, forevermore.
0: And so there you go. That's the story of Lore 2019. We hope you enjoyed our new format, but we also wanted to talk a little bit more Kind of a little bit of our thoughts before our next episode, which will be the review episode, where we will get into more depth on what we think about the story. But uh, let's talk about our favorite parts. What what stuck out to us specifically, individually, as we went through the story of lore?
1: My 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 favorite story moment from lore this season had to be doing the one of the fetch quests. is one of the like main simple quests that you could do was the idea of helping out the rangers get the cure. This was pre-Wickham and pre-Imelda, so we were working off Hal's experiments. And the rangers had gathered around Hal and said, okay, we're going to do the best with what we got. And the idea was you had to go get a piece of Everfrost from Badger, have it safely handable uh, by when, and then you took it to Hal, who combined it with his own vial of concoctions experiments. And you took the frost and the vial, put them together, and then you had to give them to an infected person for them to drink and hopefully get better, right? And it was, it was intense because you had worked all night to get your vial, to get your Everfrost, put it together. And finally, you had a legitimate vial of liquid that you could give to a, a, an infected person. So you went to the steps. I waited. Because I could have given mine to Sarah Ron, I could have given mine to Kine, I could have given mine to, to uh, some other people, but I wanted to give mine to Piper because Piper is very very nice and I like her a lot. She's a very 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 cool person. Oh, man, this hurt me. This has hurt me because once I gave it to her, I was like, "Hey, I, I, this. I don't know if this is a cure. I, I, I hope this is a cure. I was told that this is a cure." Um, I was told that the ratios might not be right. It may not even work, but this is a chance. And I'd like to give it to you, Piper, because you mean so much to me. She took it. She uncapped it. She drank it after thanking me, of course, and like being really, really excited. She drank it and it worked for like five to seven seconds. And then she just collapsed and started writhing in pain, moaning like a dark blood and like doing that, you know, really, really creepy sounds. And I felt awful. Like, as a world walker and as a human being, I felt literally terrible. I'm like, I don't ever want to do that again because I literally put one of my favorite people through hell. And I hate that. And it messed me up so hard inside that we were here. That this was lore and this is what we had to deal with. Like, there was no other way that we could cure these people except by trial and error through immense pain and suffering. And it really, like, made manifest to me that this is crappy. I Laura is sad and dark and heavy and I don't like it. This makes me sad. This this hurts. This hurts why it's insides, especially his heart. Oh, wow.
2: And now for a little bit of brevity through my comment. Uh, one of my favorite story elements was ultimately something that we didn't actually address in our um little overview because it was kind of insignificant honestly, but it was something that I kind of learned while I was with my nephew, and maybe this is like Evermore story for kids. And it's that you're, you're able to fend off dark bloods with kindness, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, that, you know, we would, we would go through these areas that were genuinely like terrifying to one, one of my nephews. The other one refused to go in, uh, but genuinely terrifying to him to the point that he was like shaking uh, as we were about halfway through just walking around the cemetery, and immediately things changed for him when we were like, "Hey, man, these things are beings of darkness, right? let's Let's combat it with some light. let's Let's be nice. Let's find things that are good, even about them. And so he would uh, if if he was getting scared, he would find uh, somebody to compliment. And he would say, "Hey, dark blood, nice scarf. Hey, Celtic warrior!" Here's a salute for you. And they would salute back to him. And it was really fun. And It, it was these little things where I was like, hey, you know, like they, the, the story of Evermore for kids uh, was uh, really fun and was kind of elevated to me through the haunters. So thank you, haunters, for telling a story that uh, I, I didn't expect I was going to see. And I don't even know if it was one that they were intentionally telling, but I got to see it through uh, my nephew's eyes. It was pretty awesome
0: that is that's that's very awesome i yeah totally. i've been wanting to take my niece and my nephew and it's it's great to know that even when like it's the lore halloween season and everything's super scary that the kids can still have a good time and yeah. learn some fun lessons
2: and, and and there was even a vampire that was like hey it is a little spooky over here we uh, you might not want to go in further and i'm kind of doing my count dracula uh From Sesame Street. But like that's (laughs) but yeah, that's like it was uh, it was really awesome to see that 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 exact thing they just pointed out, Skyler.
0: I think my favorite part of this of this lore season, and we definitely didn't cover everything, because again, everything is so intricate, so detailed, everyone's experience can be different, and and we didn't quite mention it, but my favorite storyline for this whole season, I think, was actually that of roosters. Rooster became a knight. He defended the town and then he gave his life for Benjamin so that Benjamin could come back and marry Ophelia because he was taken untimely from him. And to see the progression of Rooster kind of even, I guess this stretches back into mythos, but culminates in this lore season is that he went from a swindler, someone that would try to rob you of every single piece of gold you have, not rob you, but you know trick you into giving him all of your gold but he he slowly progressed as he learned more about himself as he learned more about his friends and then he eventually came to want to defend evermore after ben died and so he became a knight and then he ultimately gives his life for benjamin to to make amends all that he has done wrong in his life and it was just a beautiful moment you know, when Rooster came and was at the wedding of Ben and Ophelia. And then finally Mortimer says, you know what, it's time, it's time to move onward. And you just, it was such a good resolution and story arc for me that I, it just hit me so hard. I'm just like, this is, this is a man, this is a person that has been through so much and it has changed them for the better. And to be honest, it's kind of a story I'll probably remember forever.
2: Yeah, and like I think for for me, like the the way that I would like summarize lore is R and R, Rooster and Renee, because <laughs> I think I I I think those the those two names epitomize what I think the season was all about. Is these uh, for Rooster these um, amazing conclusions to these character arcs that we've been seeing develop. Now for like. Well over half a year, um, and then with Renee, the impact that we, the World Walkers, are able to have in the park. So the, the the park's impact on the characters and our impact therein as well. So for for me, Rooster and Renee, I think I think you hit it on the head there, Skyler. That's awesome.
0: We would like to thank all of you for stopping by and listening to the Story of Lore 2019. We hope that you enjoyed our new formatting, and we really appreciate all of the love that you've given us, and all of the feedback. We thank you for listening.
1: We want to give a special shout out to Evermore Adventuress, to World Walker Weekly, and everyone that is on the Evermore Theories and Spoilers page. Without all of your help, I don't think we would have had this awesome of a narrative episode for you today.
2: And just as uh, this story is wrapping up, I think it is important to say that the story of Evermore is far from done. So be sure... To keep up with the events of what's going on in the park when the portal is opening next to Aurora, November 29th, um, at evermore.com. Uh,
0: follow them on their social medias, uh, which you should be able to find there. We will also be giving updates if you check us out on Facebook and Instagram with our handle
1: at World Talkers. You can call in and have a chance to be featured on our podcast by leaving us a voicemail at 801-332-9321. And if you don't feel like calling in and leaving a voice message, you're also welcome
0: to email us at worldtalkers.podcast at gmail.com. And now for an
2: evermore experience from Lily Wright. To start off the story, let me just say that I am very easily scared. Because of this, I had absolutely no desire to enter the catacombs. They had scared me even during Mythos, and throughout the night, I had heard rumors of something living in them that the dead were getting restless. I was not having any of it, but my friends were determined to get me to go in with them. While they were trying, quite unsuccessfully, to convince me, Sir Philip Humphrey happened to be nearby. He asked if I would go into the catacombs if he escorted me. Deciding that I was done arguing with everyone, I gave in to my fate and reluctantly agreed. He had me take his arm And led me to the entrance. Once in, he did a fabulous job making sure I was okay and keeping me from getting too scared. He kept reassuring me that all was well and that the vampires were just statues, telling me to hold on tight when I was scared, and so forth. He even checked for things around corners before leading me on. Once he got me out, he made sure I was still all right and suggested a way to calm my nerves. He asked if I'd like to talk to Kyra, saying that five minutes of talking to her would make anyone feel better. Happily, I agreed and he led me over to where she was sitting. He told her that I had just braved the catacombs, and even though I was afraid, she seemed very impressed. She turned to Jasper, who was sitting next to her, and told him that I should be initiated into the Blackhearts, saying that I had been brave and strong by doing something I was scared to do, and wise to come talk to friends afterwards. He was reluctant and tried to tell her no, but eventually he gave in, saying that I could be a Blackheart if I got a bullseye in archery. Kyra and I had a great time throwing axes and shooting arrows, both of which she's quite good at, and she got me initiated. Later, when I saw Philip again, he checked up on me and made sure I was feeling better. They honestly helped me so much, and I really appreciate it. And that's the end of her Evermore experience that she wanted to share with us.
1: And honestly, one of the things that I love most about this story is the ability for Worldwalkers to come in and be a part of the story. I think in whatever way, small or big, you know, making a belt and saving Kadarin or just asking for the assistance of Sir Philip, there is an impression that you make upon the characters that changes them. You just being a good person and reaching out to them might change the way that they think that they will resist corruption and you could be that good friend. Absolutely. And with the example of Sir Philip Humphrey, it makes me
2: think about who who in my life is afraid of the catacombs that are coming towards them that they are going to have to deal with and am i going to be like sir philip and offer my help in taking them through their own personal trials and uh, other things that you know appear very scary but you know with a little help you're able to succeed and then as well with that message of hey you know you you, you did something intense and scary but what did you do in the end? You know, you you did it. And then you went and you, you talked to your friends. You were able to de-stress. You know, you're able to healthily get the fear out of your system and fill it with friendship. And I think that is a potent message that Evermore offered to us through this story. Kind of showed us uh, how it's able to teach us these lessons. And thank you so much, Lily, for uh, noticing those things. And we hope as we do ourselves that you're putting those lessons into practice because we we are trying to as
0: well. And that's the the beauty and the magic of Evermore is that even though it is fantasy, you are learning real life lessons. And as such, these are the types of interactions that really make Evermore. They're so personal, so unique, and no one's ever going to have quite the same experience. And we can guarantee that basically every time. Because you never know what you're going to get when you go Beyond the Portal
2: Nice job, guys.